Algar Productions. Captain's Log, Stardate 73998.6. In light of our new arrangement with Starfleet Command, we are now directly assisting in the cultural and technological uplifting of the species known as the Somnri. The R using this situation as an opportunity to instruct us on the finer points of this process, and I have extended an open invitation to the crew of the Endeavor to observe and or participate. I'd just like to reiterate how uncomfortable I am with this entire undertaking. Really? Usually you complain about how cold it is everywhere. I figured you'd be happy to visit a nice steamy jungle for a change. Not only that, but we have an unprecedented opportunity here, thanks to the brave actions of young Lieutenant Kutch here. I think the uh, captain would prefer that the narrative of those events not include words like brave. Uh, what I did helped us, but it was also extremely thoughtless. But it helped us, so who cares if you stepped on a few lower appendages in the process? That's the Starfleet I've always known. My point is that we're the first crew to be allowed to assist in an accelerated growth of a pre-warp alien species. The data we collect from this effort and others like it will revolutionize our xenosociology and xenopsychology branches. I thought you didn't have any use for the so-called soft sciences. Ooh, that seems unnecessarily insulting. Once at the Academy, she literally said, if you can't quantify it with numbers, it's not science. That's a direct quote. Well, first of all, my formative years were spent idolizing people with backgrounds in astrophysics, chemistry, and that sort of thing. It took me a minute to adjust my perspective. Second, I'll admit that I do still find those branches of science less interesting, but that's just how exciting all of this is. Even I can see that. Well, except we're not here to help. We're here to meet Kutch's pearl friend. Is that really the right word for... They gave him a special pearl to signify the closeness of their bond. You have a better word for it? I mean, there's probably an actual indigenous term? Actually, we're still only communicating with the Songri on a very base level. Did our translation matrix not help with this? Oh, oh, it did. The translation isn't so much the issue as their relatively undeveloped social status. The R are pretty sure a greater vocabulary will develop as they begin to grasp more complex ways of thinking. Okay, but Pearl Friend still sounds a bit uh, derogatory. Yeah, but that's just because I'm saying it. Kutch, you try. I am bringing you both to this Somri village to meet Elso, who is my Pearl Friend. Yeah, okay. It doesn't sound so bad when he says it. And in fact, here they are right now. Uh, oh. Oh. Hello. Kutch is very welcome to the community, which is mine, and also his people companions. Also, I am pleased to see you again, and would like to introduce my friends. This is Naomi. Very nice to meet you, Elso. And also, to Naomi, I am nice. And this is Dal. It is recognized. Ah. Uh... It is not welcomed. No, Elso, uh, she's my friend. Uh, Dal is- We of the Sonri recognize what Dal is. Wait, you do? You are of the people of she who is Fulo. Oh, no. Oh, crap. I guess I should have seen this coming. Me too. I guess it seems pretty obvious now that we're actually standing here. You came from the skies and you made us build. Not to build above, not to touch the skies, not to build below in soft earth or hard stone. To build for you. To make fire that burns. Blades that cut. To make blasphemy upon the re, and to make blasphemy upon those others from the sky. To cut. 
and to hurt. We name you Devil Doll. Devil and corrupter and blasphemer and taker of life and taker of freedom. We denounce you, Doll, and call you Monster. Okay, as your pearl fret. As Kutch said, my name is Dal Lacerdo, and I'm a Cardassian. I am the same species as Fulo, the woman who did, well, you know what she did. We both do. While I am not responsible for the acts my fellow Cardassian inflicted on your people, I am at least responsible for her being here. What this woman did to you, she also did to my people. I cannot begin to apologize for her actions, but I can try. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what she has done, and I'm sorry for what she has forced your people to do. I'm sorry she got away with it for so long, and I'm sorry I couldn't bring her to you. All I can say is that she is probably dead, if that helps at all. The oppressor, Fulo, is dead? We hope so. I, uh, I did my best. And to be involved directly with this death was you? Well, yes. And you apologize for Fulo's blasphemies, Dal Deserto? Yes. Take my hand. Which what? Oh, okay. Mourn with me, Dal Deserto. I... Okay. I do. I mourn with you. Mourn with me for all who are not here. I do. I do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything. I forgive you, Dal Lacerto. The Sonri forgive you. Oh, and we're hugging. Why does everything hug me? I, uh... Oh, okay, thank you. Will you help us? Dalacerto, will you repair the deeds of Yolo? Well, maybe not personally, but my friends are doing everything they can to make things better after everything that's happened here. Kutch, please to give the pearl of my body to Dal. Your friendship is treasured, but the friendship of Dal is more special. Well, okay. Sure, I'll I'll try not to take that too personally. <laughs> Naomi, this is a very tense situation, and I'm not sure it's appropriate. Yeah, what could possibly be so funny at a time like this? Sorry. It's just, I've seen Dal steal a lot of people's girlfriends over the years, but this is the first time I've seen her steal someone's pearl friend. Comprehension of this noise eludes me. Oh, it's called laughter. Uh, many humanoids... Don't patronize me. I know what laughter is. I just don't understand what you are laughing at. Also, <laughs> I promise this isn't at your expense. It's just been an extremely stressful year for all of us. Well, that would explain this joint request for two weeks of leave. Hello. Captain Gia, sir. Oh, God. At ease, Lieutenant. I told you, we're good. Uh, can't be too careful, Cap. Is there a problem with the leave request, sir? It seemed like there was a nice gap in the workload, and the three of us really have had quite a rough time of things lately. And I also thought we might be able to explore the outer reaches of the All Warpgate Network. Commander, I read your extremely detailed request already, and it's been approved. You're sure? Because I have several counter-arguments all prepared if you- Take the yes, Naomi. Look at that. The kid has learned something. The three of you had done incredible work this past year. All of you. I'm not only granting permission for this leave request, but I'm authorizing you to take the Denali. Is Naomi okay? 
This is a sound of being choked for wind. She's fine. That's what she sounds like when she's excited. It's just, with a runabout, we can really push into some pretty exciting unexplored territory. Not having to book passage with the Ah saves us a lot of time, and we should be able to set the sensors to log every new thing we see along the way. Thanks for this, Cap. Yes, sir. We've been throwing this idea around for months. Good. Uh, be safe, enjoy yourselves, and we'll keep the porch light on for you. There's so much to prepare. First, we need to recalibrate the long-range sensors. Then we'll have to make sure the replicators are programmed with survival equipment with a wider range of terrains. Of course, we'll have to pack clothes for any possible environments, which means stopping by the Ferengi markets on Nimbus Station. We should probably plan, what, half a day just for shopping? Then we should get In the aftermath of a costly and brutal war, four superpowers came together to launch a bold new project. To explore a new galaxy together, as allies, with a common interest in expanding their scientific and cultural horizons, four ships were commissioned. And one of those ships represents the pinnacle of Federation diversity and cooperation, the USS Endeavor. Endeavor, created by Matt Rabotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Starring Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Amanda Smith as Dal Lacerto, and Jason Wallace as Kutch. Season 1, Episode 10, Unpathed Waters, Undreamed Shores. Wow, Kutch! You've really gotten good at this! Yeah, it's hard to believe you only piloted your first runabout a couple of months ago. This is a surprisingly smooth ride. Thanks. It's also remarkably soothing. I'd like to keep up with my meditation while we're away... And a tedious, repetitive task like flying puts me in a very similar state of mind. Well, don't zone out too much yet, because I need your full attention for an extremely urgent matter. What is it? I have it on very good authority that Lieutenant Commander Naomi Wildman, friend to you and me, and let's face it, pretty much everyone she's ever met, Naomi Wildman, decorated science officer of the USS Endeavor, recently went on a date. My God. This development threatens to shake my entire worldview to its very core. I knew I could count on someone to grasp the severity of the situation, unlike Miss Wildman herself, who apparently decided this news wasn't worth sharing. Oh, stop it. It was one date. One date after an extremely long dry spell, which you very specifically called attention to recently. Where was I when this happened? Oh, this was during your whole courtroom drama. Turns out the Jag's assistance was Naomi's ex. Jeez, you wouldn't think we'd all keep running into our exes here in an entirely different galaxy. Trust me, I may only be in the soft sciences, but I understand one universal constant. Exes will always pop up when and where you absolutely do not want them to. 
And yeah, she was in a real depressive tailspin over it. People shouldn't just throw around words like depressive. It really undermines the struggle of- Of people like me? Oh, you mean I just disrespected myself and my condition? Have you even met me? I have. You're pretty great. I have my moments. Yeah, so that conversation is actually what pushed me to finally do something about my situation. I mean, it's all still just as difficult as it was, but saying it out loud just helped me kind of organize my thoughts, I guess. So I put myself out there. How's that? Yeah, I guarantee that your meaning of put yourself out there and mine differ significantly. Well, the Ferengi started a new dating service. And yeah, I know, some Ferengi-run ventures like that can be a little uh, unseemly. But this one seems to be on the up and up. That makes sense. Uh, For all the minor annoyances we've run into with them, uh, they do generally believe that happy customers means greater profit. There are actually quite a lot of people using it already. So yeah, this guy, he's ace like me, and he's very open about it, which bypassed a whole bunch of headaches. His name is Korg. He's a science officer on the Klingon ship. Klingon, huh? Most of what I know about Klingon courtship would, um, not interest you. How'd the date go? Well, he's super cute and smart and surprisingly compassionate. This is the reason our original plan to get away for three weeks got scaled back to two, isn't it? What? No! Shut up! I think it's great that you met someone. And honestly, I'd prefer not to be away from Nav for quite so long anyway. Aww. Ugh, love. You could have invited her, you know. We would have been happy to have her along. Yeah, I know, but... uh, Well, uh, first of all, she's planning to go cliff diving on the Ah homeworld next week. Ridiculous. But also, uh, I I don't know, uh, I thought this trip should just be the three of us. Just three friends enjoying one another's company. That said, we're gonna have a lot of boning to catch up on when I get back. That's my boy. We're approaching the outermost warp gate of the AWE network. Are you sure we're going to be okay so far from explored space? The AWE have only dropped a probe here to open one of their wormhole gate things. As far as I can tell, no living being that we know has actually traveled out this way before. Dal. When have you ever known me to not build several layers of redundancy into a plan? She's got you there. First, we're not going far from the warp gate. If anything goes wrong, we can just pop back through and seal it from the other side. Second, thanks to Captain Geo, we have a warp-capable runabout. Nimbus Station is only about a day and a half out at maximum warp. And third... Ah, you always have to have three. Third... The technology we extrapolated from Legate Fuel's research means that the quantum transporter on Nimbus Station could actually transport us all the way back from the planet's surface, if it came to that. As long as we have a clear comm signal, they should be able to lock on and bring us home. Well, that's all great, but you did forget one thing. What? You forgot to tell us if Korg is a good kisser. Forgot or thought it was absolutely none of your damn business. Oh, my money's on the second one. This is amazing! The the plant life, I think it's plant life, the rock formations, the everything! Uh, I don't... I don't think I've ever seen anything so singularly beautiful in my entire life. There's almost a... A glow to everything. 
It's like stepping into a poem. Boo, poems. Boo, nature. Yay, technology, savior of us all. Move your butt, Kutch. I need some space for my bio cabin. That's not really in the spirit of the whole camping thing, Dal. Camping schmamping. You want to sleep on the ground? Be my guest. I grew up in an active war zone, and I sleep in beds now. It's how I let my younger self know that I'm better than her. Structure prepared. You may enter when ready. There we go. All the comforts of home without the discomforts of the people of home. Ho ho! This place is bigger than your quarters on Endeavor. It sure is. I'm on vacation. I have a study now. And that study has a fireplace. And I'm not even going to use it. Let me know if you need any help finding sticks for your lean-tos. Well, I mean, it is almost the 25th century. Yes. Join me, Naomi. Together we will tame this unconquered wilderness with our modern conveniences and bestride it like gods. I brought marshmallows. Don't you mean marshmallows? No, I do not. Your tribute is accepted, Kutch. Join us in godhood. Uh, my tent finished assembling while you were talking. Preemptive godhood is unwelcome in this pantheon. You are cast out, Kutch. My tent is warm, but my heart is cold. You are too cruel, Naomi. Kutch, you are unbanished, but you must toast our marshmallows for us. Now, before our ire rises again. On it. Ah, that's nice. I really needed this. It feels like we've been go-go-going since we got to Omega. Were you under the impression that exploring a new galaxy was going to be dull? Absolutely not. I'm exactly where I want to be. I just also wanted to be quiet for five minutes. At least your people weren't pardoned by the race they enslaved. I honestly thought that was only going to happen once in my lifetime. That had to have been really weird. How are you holding up with that, Dal? Honestly, good. It felt good. Like I could put a bunch of stuff behind me. All that business with Fulo and Emmerich and everything. Feels good. It feels finished. I don't get that feeling a lot in my life. I'm so glad. And I'm glad I got to be there with you. Hey, pass me that case, Kutch. Here you go. That's nice. Thanks. I've been playing since I was a kid. I was in a band for about ten minutes. You were in a band? I didn't know that. Really? We've been friends forever. Yeah, and being in a band feels so soft science-y. I can't imagine you wanting to do anything other than explore. Oh, that's the thing. I wanted to tour. See the universe, play music for it. It took a while for me to realize that when I said I wanted to tour, I mostly just wanted to explore. I always want to explore. Oh, that's why you came to Omega, huh? I've traveled to more places and seen more things than most people ever get to by even twice my age. Being able to come this much further and see this much more is everything I could ever want. If I could, I'd keep going forever. I'd just keep seeing things and meeting people and traveling from one end of the universe to the other. I'd go on and on and on and see everything. And it would still never be enough. I want to do everything. I love you. Oh, thanks, Dal. I love you too.
Morning, Dal. Sleep well? Oh, yes. Being far away from my responsibilities and every single person who irritates me has been doing wonders for my anxiety. Look around you, Kutch. Nobody annoying as far as the eye can see. Uh, what about Naomi and me? That's why my cabin locks. Where is Naomi, anyway? Uh, she took off early this morning, seemed really excited about something. Yeah, that sounds about right. Even on vacation, she has to run off and look at things. You seemed pretty impressed with her last night. Oh, that. I think she's sweet. We're all in Starfleet for our own reasons, but Naomi? Naomi believes. Seeking out new life, new civilizations, boldly yada da 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 Nobody Starfleet's like Naomi Wildman. I respect the hell out of that. I don't always agree with it exactly, but I respect it. Now, how did you guys meet? We've been friends for over a year, and I don't think I ever knew. I think you asked her out? Oh, that's barely a story. We were both in the same intro to Astronav courses and got partnered up on an assignment. I hate group assignments, because nobody in the entire universe is half as jaw-droppingly intelligent as I am. But we clicked after working together for ten minutes. I tried asking her out, but that went exactly nowhere. I love her to death, but we're obviously looking for different things in a relationship. Sure, the ace thing. I mean, not even that, really. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm not usually great at the whole long-term relationship thing. What? Y you? No, do go on. You're an awful man. But no, I don't long-term well. And I realized very quickly that I couldn't not have her in my life. She brings out the best in me. And she says that I bring out the best in her, which is impossible. But the second she realizes that, I'm doomed. So, I go along with it. That's nice to hear. It's good to have friends that make you better. Hey, don't sell yourself short, pal. You have very quickly become the third wheel in our friendship tricycle. We never knew we had a cut-shaped hole in our friendship until you came along to fill it. Thanks. You keep me on my toes, buddy. I like that. I need that. It's why I enjoy book clubs so much. I think I have you nailed, and then you spin around and completely surprise me. Speaking of book club... Oh! Did you see that? You mean that giant white flash in the sky that nearly burned itself through my retinas? Yeah, I think I... Catch! Dal! Did you guys see that? We'd already moved on to making snide comments about it! What? Why don't you just wait till you get here instead of yelling back and forth like this? What? You know what? I'm almost there. Just hold on a second. You guys realize you're both wearing state-of-the-art communicate. Oh. Hi, Naomi. I always forget how fast you can run. I'm small, but I'm spry. <laughs> now there's a word you don't hear every day. So, I'm guessing you saw the enormous flare in the sky just now. Hmm. Flare. Flare. Nope. Doesn't ring a bell. Yes, of course we saw it. Any idea what it was? Not yet. I was over that ridge there, observing these life forms. I thought our sensors didn't detect any life forms here. That's one of the reasons you chose this planet, right? No chance of accidental cultural contamination? We didn't! That's the weird thing. Well, it's among the weird things. I literally ran into one when I came down the ridge, and it didn't even notice me. It was like... It was kind of like being around Borg. I was born after Wolf 359. The Borg are just stories to me. I always forget you've actually seen and dealt with them up close. I wish I could forget that too. 
anyway. They don't seem to be dangerous or anything, as far as I can tell. When that flare went off, thousands of them just started flocking off in the same direction. That can't be a coincidence. I was heading back here to double check the runabout sensor array so I can also see if we can tell what that... What is that? I feel like that's a sound I should recognize. And that's the long-range comm we brought to stay in touch with Endeavor. Ugh, don't they know we're on vacation? This is Captain Gia calling Commander Wildman. This is Wildman. Go ahead, Cap. Do you need us to head back, Cap? Because we can be there in about an hour if you really need us to. Let's not be too hasty now. Down. Shh. Actually, Commander, I don't think you could get back here quite so fast. It appears that the entire all-working network has been disabled. We just witnessed what looks like an extraplanetary energy surge from the surface of this planet. Cap, we haven't confirmed it yet, but I'm guessing that's what we saw. Quite possibly. We're also monitoring a substantial grouping of as-yet-unidentified vessels approaching the station, incidentally. It's unclear as of yet whether or not these incidents are related, but both the station and Endeavor have been alert pending further details. And you're sure you don't need us to come back? Nah, not just yet, Commander. Too many unknowns. I'll keep in touch. We may want to be ready to head back, but for now, try to continue enjoying your vacation. Thanks, Cap. Stay safe. All right, here's the plan. Step one. Go to our respective shelters and pretend we didn't hear any of that? Dow. Kidding. Mostly. I suppose we each have a part in this plan of yours, so let's just get on with it, I guess. Oh, Dow, you're back. Any luck? Absolutely none. I ran the Wildman-Lacerdo translation matrix in its most simplified form with 17 distinct indigenous life forms. The nine-legged ones? The gold-colored gelatinous ones with no real distinct shape? Or the ones that look like flying trees? I didn't see any of the tree guys, but I did run into a sort of spiny millipede thing about six meters across. I haven't seen any of those! Did you get- Of course I did. Here's my tricorder. You know me so well. And you weren't able to talk to any of those creatures? Oh, I did all sorts of talking. Despite my general aversion to talking to strangers I'm not interested in hooking up with. Your sacrifice has not gone unnoticed, Dal. That's all I ask. But yeah, the problem wasn't that I wasn't talking. It's that they weren't listening. Maybe they're not capable of listening? Like, maybe they don't have the same kinds of, uh, sensory organs we have? That makes a lot more sense than the idea that they're actively ignoring me. I mean, look at me. What have you found? Well, first, that flash was definitely the warp gate collapsing. I hope everything's okay back on the station. Yeah, me too. So that collapse caused a radiation surge. It happened awfully close to this planet. Are we going to be okay? Here in the Northern Hemisphere, yes. Parts of the Southern Hemisphere seem to be in slight danger. Is this connected to why all those creatures are moving south? Hey, I asked the same question! Hooray! Team science ignorance. It is related! I was able to boost the long-range sensors on the runabout to enhance the resolution. Oh, Naomi. You're not trying to be an engineer again, are you? Sounds like there's a story here. Many stories. As brilliant as Naomi is with abstract science, she is equally unbrilliant with machines. Remind me later to tell you about how she managed to rewire the replicator in Hall C at the Academy so that it not only caught fire, 
but it was an entirely new kind of fire that nobody was sure how to put out. I remember that replicator. It was still on fire when I was at the academy. And I was there several years after you two. The true legacy of Naomi Wildman. I'm also bad at stuff like that. Ray team engineering ignorance. I was able to boost the long-range sensors to get an up-close look at our indigenous life forms and look. Hey, there they all are. Wow, that last time you showed me there were thousands. Now it looks more like millions. What are they doing? Digging? This group is digging. They're exposing the mineral just below the surface. This group here is pulling the minerals out of the ground. This one seems to be polishing them, and this one is arranging them so that the polished portions are facing outward. But why? This is the really clever part. Yeah, it is. The reflected surface of that polished mineral is deflecting the radiation back off the surface. Not all of it. You'd need complex tools and technology to deflect all of it. But they're deflecting enough of it to protect the southern hemisphere from exposure. That is insanely clever. So, they're all working in tandem. Combine that with the fact that we're still not detecting any individual life forms on this planet, even with my enhanced sensors, and combine that with the fact that we're unable to establish even rudimentary contact with any of them. We're not looking at many life forms. We're looking at an entire ecosystem functioning as a single life form. Right! Whoa. That, that's... Whoa. My thoughts exactly, Kutch. I can't wait to get back here with a full science team to- Uh-oh. It could be good news. It's never good news. There's no such thing as good news. This is Captain Commander Wildman. Wildman here. Go ahead, Cap. Understood, Cap. We're on our way. Re-establish contact with your approach system in the go 641. Do not approach station without direct orders. Do not engage enemy. Keep a safe distance. Alright guys. Obviously we'd rather stay here for a lot of reasons, but it's time to go. Let's get packed up as quickly as we can. We don't know what we're facing. Uh, actually, I think we do. What? You don't think... Oh, no. You're right. What? What is going on? Well, you know how we have this book club. Not the answer I was expecting, but yes, go on. Well, we recently compared notes with the Ah and a few other cultures we've met, and we were finally able to build a solid translation database for the Hydrons. The Hydrons? The water aliens. Uh, you called them Unidentified Omega Species 1? but Starfleet decided they needed a more Earth-centric name. Because, of course, they did. I guess I missed all of this. You've been busy. We've all been busy. You can't know everything that happens on this project. So, with a solid language in place, I was able to translate those mounds of data I downloaded. And even though they've been long dead by all accounts, Kutch and I thought it might be interesting to read what appeared to be one of their novels. Only now, it sounds like what we thought was fiction probably wasn't. What are you getting at? You're going to want to sit down for this, Naomi. No! You heard the captain. They're in trouble back there. We have to go. Naomi, trust us. All right. I'm sitting. So, quite some time ago, we're not exactly sure how long, 
the hydrants encountered this extremely aggressive species. Uh, yeah, and like not aggressive like the Klingons or, or even like the Dominion. Uh, these guys evolved into their aggression. What do you mean they evolved? Well, you're obviously more qualified to grasp the actual science of this. And bear in mind that until just now, we thought this was fiction. But according to the Hydrans, this species had two things guiding it towards maximum nastiness. They were extremely prone to mutations, and their homeworld was extremely uninhabitable. Yeah, floods, planetary fires, toxic oceans. It was like the planet was deliberately rejecting the idea of being inhabited. Only because they mutated so often, they kept surviving what would have been extinction events on any other world. But each time, a tiny fraction of a percentage of them survived, and bred, and survived again, and bred, and so on. Okay, this all sounds extremely fascinating. Really, every bit as interesting as what we discovered here today. But I don't see how... So, thousands of years... Probably thousands. We're not completely sure on that. You're right, but probably thousands of years of this led to this nasty race of brutal survivors, highly adaptable and extremely mean. But they'd still only reach something like a humanoid Bronze Age when the Hydrans built a discreet orbital monitoring station and began to observe them. Somehow, these tough little bastards spotted the Hydrans' orbital tether, managed to make their way onto the geostationary elevator, and take over the observation station. Remember, these are roughly Bronze Age people who now have access to a space station. And being highly adaptable, they managed to learn the technology and then copy it within, well, we think about a decade. And then they came for the Hydrons, ruthlessly, endlessly. In small, spherical crafts. Oh no. The Hydrons barely held them back, and some of the records we've seen even suggest that they didn't hold them back. And that's how they died out in the first place. Uh, Regardless, they definitely managed to do one thing. They contained the hostile aliens so that they could no longer threaten the surrounding systems. They did this with... A star shell. Yeah. So when I just casually decided, sure, let's just open this stellar enclosure and let these poor trapped aliens out, I may have literally signed a death warrant for the Nimbus Project, the AWE and everyone else we know here in Omega. Well, not literally a death war. That's more of a figurative... Not now, Kutch. My first major command decision. I thought I was making the right call. I thought maybe one day we could be friends with the people inside that star shell. I thought about what every decisive, compassionate captain I've ever known would have done, and... I made the wrong choice. You had no way of knowing, Naomi. Yeah, I I mean, how could you have? You made the best decision you could with the information you had available to you at the time. I made the wrong choice. People are dying because of something I did. Naomi. Pack everything up as quickly as you can. I want to be off the surface in 30 minutes. Uh, I, Commander. Absolutely. You think she's going to be all right? I think so. I've seen her, well, not exactly in a situation like this, but I've seen her this way. She kind of shuts down if the situation is too big for her to deal with, just like I do. But, unlike me, she has this sort of internal captain that takes over. I'm sure she'll have to process this later, but I trust her to get us home. If there's a home to get us back to. I'm glad you said it. 
take some pressure off me for a change. Leaving orbit now, preparing impulse engines. Wait until we're clear of the planet's gravity well and engage impulse on my mark. And mark. There's what's left of the warp gate. Just sort of hanging there. I hope the ah can get them working again. Kutch, lay in a course for system Indigo 641. When we're clear of the asteroid belt at the edge of the system, I need maximum warp. Aye, Commander. Hey, you gonna be okay? We'll talk about it later. Now I need to concentrate on... Uh, Commander, the... Uh... What? What is it? The warp drive is offline because I opened a bunch of control panels I shouldn't have opened to boost the sensors. Uh... Am I right? Well, I can't be sure what the cause of the discrepancy is, but... But the warp drive is offline. Yes. Oh, it's probably that. I broke our warp drive, I unleashed the deadly enemy on everyone I know, and I also broke our warp drive. All in the name of science. But that's okay, because we have triple redundancies, right? Hey, yeah. Uh, the, the quantum transporter can still bail us out. I heard they've even got it so it can move small ships around now. Or maybe they could even bring the entire runabout back home. Seriously, Naomi, none of this is as bad as it looks. And this is me saying that so you know it's right. There are a lot of smart people on that station, and they've all gotten very good at working together. Between them, I'm sure they've got this whole situation sorted. Absolutely. Uh, the Hydrans were just one people, but Omega is many. It's our greatest strength. Uh, t- together we can do anything. Kutch, are we clear of the residual radiation from the warp gate explosion, or anything else that might cause interference with a long-range signal? Aye, uh, Commander. Good work. Wildman to Gia, come in. This is Lieutenant Commander Naomi Wildman of Runabout Denali calling the Starship Endeavor. Please respond. This is Lieutenant Commander Naomi Wildman calling Nimbus Station. Wildman to Endeavor. Season 1, Episode 10 of Endeavor featured Mark Bosco as the narrator, Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Joseph Ravenson as Captain Gia, Nicole Santora as Elso, Amanda Smith as Dal Lacerto, and Jason Wallace as Kutch. It was written by Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. Original theme and additional music by Rich DeThorne. For more information, episode archives, RSS feeds, and more, go to ussendeavor.com. To show your financial support for this show and receive early access to episodes, visit patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. Production copyright 2019 by Algar Productions. Endeavor is not a for-profit production, and all concepts herein are property of CBS and or Paramount. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.